Welcome to Love Light with Dr. Jean-Marie Farish. Today, we'll show you how to use the spirit of love and self-worth to improve the connections with everyone else in your life. This program is your weekly gift, and it will keep on giving. You'll see. Now, here's your host, Dr. Jean-Marie Farish. Hello, everyone. I'm Dr. Jean Marie Ferris, your host for Love, Light, and so thrilled for you to be joining us on the Voice America Network to cultivate a lifestyle of love and wholehearted connections through worthiness. We have an amazing guest on our show, but before we jump in, let's center ourselves in a Love, Light meditation to get us in tune to the present moment. So quiet your mind. Close your eyes. We'll take three slow, deep cleansing breaths on the count of three. One, inhale, exhale. Two, inhale, exhale. And three, inhale. Exhale. Continue breathing at your regular pace. Imagine a big cloud of vibrant white light. Immerse yourself in this energy and see yourself glow. Feel the energy of love, peace, and joy. This is who you really are the source of love within. Take a moment to bathe in this calming, healing energy of pure divine love. Commit to being light. Now, focus on your heart. Love lives here. Tell yourself, I am worthy. I am light. I am love. And on the count of three, bring yourself back. One, two, three. Revisit this place as often as you'd like to remind you of the love light within. For those of you just tuning in to Love Light, I'd like for you to select a special journal and name it My Love Light Reflection Journal to highlight your journey of love with insights from our show. And on the first page, write My Love Mantra. I am worthy. I am light. I am love. And each week I'll give you a love light exercise. And our love light exercise for the upcoming week is, how much do you love yourself? Be alert and monitor each self-defeating thought in the present moment that comes to your mind. Shift immediately and replace this thought with my love mantra. I am worthy, I am light, I am love. And write in your journal 
How does this make you feel? This love light exercise is posted on my website blog page, www.jeanferrisjourney.com. And you can tune in also and listen to this recorded show again at your convenience. I'd like for you to email your insights and results of the love light exercise and I will share it live on the show. You can email me at gene72farish at yahoo.com. So I'm looking forward to hearing from you to see the results of this exercise. So now when we think, when you think about expressions of love, what comes to your mind? A memorable encounter? Encouraging words during a time of need? A joyful event that makes you smile? What makes you feel loving and lovable? Love is a universal language and sometimes it needs no words for expression because it's felt in the heart. But it is nice to indulge ourselves in these thoughtful expressions of love, to feel the joy and to keep our hearts open. So today we have an amazing guest, author Ken Slay, whose words I will quote from his book, Daily Ponderances. Ken says, never estimate the power of words. Weaving their way into our subconscious, words can wrap themselves around our thoughts and manipulate our emotions. More than any other external stimuli, words affect our decision-making, and frequently dictate our action. I really, really love this expression. It, it speaks volumes. Ken, welcome to our show. Thank you, Jean. I appreciate that very much. You know, I had the uh, amazing opportunity to get my book signed by you and meet your lovely family at Lemuria. And I know that you've also had book signing events at Barnes & Noble's. I really love your book, and the title is so fitting. You know, we all need daily inspiration to get us through the day, through these challenging times, and just to really stay alert. And it's great to have such a tool like Daily Ponderances to add to our self-love and self-care toolbox for inspiration for each day of the year, which is what Daily Ponderances does. So, Ken... I'd just like to know, what really inspired you to write Daily Ponderances? Well, Gene, it, it, uh, to use your phrase earlier, an expression of love, that's exactly what, what, what caused me, or, or I guess my motivation for writing the book originally. Uh, I wrote it for my daughter to give to her on her 21st birthday, which of course is a, a time when young adults become adults, and it's sort of a rite of passage being 21. Um, and I, I wanted to share with her things that that were important to me that I, I may not have conveyed with actions or even words. Um, so it was really to uh, provide a, a, a pathway for her uh, from me to her out of my love for her. Wow, what a special gift and also a legacy for her to pass on to her children. How did it actually change her life? Did she ever share uh, how it, what it meant to her or how it touched her or changed her life in any way? Well, she has. And there's been several occasions where she shared uh, a specific day or a ponderance 
uh, with me and the circumstances going on in her life at that time and what that particular ponderance or that quote uh, helped her through. And uh, so, yeah, it's been very gratifying in that. And frankly, uh, it's been helpful to me as well, uh, both when I hear my daughter uh, speak those words, but in my own life as well. Well, Ken, I think you made a, a very significant point because in our daily lives, we're like back and forth and the work and all of the responsibilities of life. And you look up and the kids are grown. <laughs> and I think you really, I mean, this speaks volumes because you've actually written, you know, a book uh, really for her to guide her. And I'm sure it has really strengthened the relationship between you and her. What a profound legacy. And it's so heartwarming for you to really give her this book of truth and expressions of love for her to carry through her life and, again, to share with her children and children's children. Yes, thank you, Jean. She is certainly worthy of such an effort. And it was uh, it was a pleasure uh to, to write the book and to think about uh, her as I was doing it, because over her life, she and I had shared quotes, uh, inspirational, motivational uh, quotes that um, just uh, periodically. And so we both enjoyed doing that and both recognized the power of words and how important and how critical uh, at times uh, a good word uh, can be. You know, I open the show with your, I mean, with, with your, your your words of wisdom, the power of words. Can you expound on that? Because I don't think people realize just how significant, you know, the power of a word is and how even, like you said, weaving their way into your subconscious and wrapping themselves around our thoughts and manipulating our emotions. Can you kind of give us an example of how that really affects us in our decision making? Well, words, um, words, as as I said, they 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 get inside us, and they they become more than just the letters that make up the word. They become something real and something both uh, good and bad uh, within our within our soul, within our psyche, within our attitude and emotions. And so, um, in 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 light of that. I think it's very important that you feed the the ravenous uh, appetite of our soul with positive words rather than negative, because it's very easy to to find negativity. Uh, people are more apt to talk about negativity, perhaps, than positive things. So. Uh, I think that it's it's very important, and words are so powerful. They stick in your memory, and, and some words can last a lifetime. And that was my goal with the book, was to give something to my daughter, May, uh, that would last a lifetime for her. You know, I, I read something, and this is quite prominent in the literature, that if we have a positive thought or negative thought that we'll think more about the negative thought than the positive thought. <laughs> so your uh, daily ponderances really will uh, help us with this challenge because we're so preoccupied with negative news and negative media and interactions. So your book is almost like a, a cleansing approach for our mind. <laughs> Tell me, just, how, how can we really use it to help us in our daily life? 
Well, uh, the key word there is daily. Uh, I believe that, uh, as I, I use the phrase, feed our spirit, our spirit needs food. Uh, just like our body, our muscles need food, our spirit needs food as well. And the spirit is what drives our emotions and our attitudes and, and frankly, our outlook on life and how we treat others. And um, it's, it's just very important to do that. I was going to ask you why it's important for us to keep a spiritual practice. And you wrote a quote, the road to salvation is wide, but gate is narrow, which requires you to main, remain in good spiritual shape just to fit through it. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, that one, uh, when I, I picture myself fitting through a gate, it's not really a pretty sight in my own mind, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm speaking physically there, but but spiritually, uh, as the Bible has taught us that uh, the the gate uh, to eternity and eternal life is very narrow. And in order to live a spiritual, a spiritually positive and uplifting life, um, then uh, we need words. We need things that help keep us on the path of truth and love and positive things. And that was, that was one of the goals of the book. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. You quoted, you never have to wait for anyone's permission to do the right thing. And I think that that is so beautiful. And on that note, Ken, we're going to take a break. We're going to take a brief, brief commercial break. So don't go away. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Celebrate the launching of Dr. Jean-Marie Farish's new book, Living in the Spirit of Love, to guide you in strengthening and embodying the practice of love in your daily life. Connect with us on Facebook and join our Lover's Lane Feel Good Now community and tune in to the Love Cocktail Minute. Relax, refresh, renew for support and daily inspiration. Life Care Wellness Pep for Angels, Inc. is a nonprofit organization to enrich lives and serve our community with emphasis on serving children who are hospitalized. Join Dr. Jean Marie Farish and Vicki Winterton in their global mission to donate My Joy Journal for Children in English and Spanish to as many children as possible. Order directly from Amazon.com and donate to children in your communities. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. 
It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Feel free to connect with our program through email or check out our links on Facebook. Reach Gene at Gene72Farish at Yahoo.com. That's Gene72Farish at Yahoo.com. And now, back to Love Light. You've been listening to Love Light, Living in the Spirit of Love with host Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Coming back from commercial break, we'll continue with our guest author, Ken Slay, author of Daily Ponderances in our segment, Expressions of Love. Ken, you know, it's our responsibility to show up and be the best we can be. And your book really helps us to cement our spiritual practice. Can you tell me how you created these astounding excerpts in your book? Well, it um, it, it all began the the night of her 20th, my daughter's uh, 20th birthday. I, I, I had an idea that I wanted to write her a book, and over the course of the next few days, I sort of got the format in mind. And as I mentioned before, we've she and I had always uh, enjoyed sharing uh, quotes. So uh, my idea was to come up with original quotes that uh, would convey a message that some of them may not be quite straightforward. Therefore, one has to ponder, as is the name of the book. Um, but they all have an underlying message of living a truthful life, being true to yourself, um, and um, and loving uh, those around us. So, it the the actual uh, creative part. Uh, I've often used the term brute force. Uh, it's not really an elegant process that I go through when I write. Uh, I come up with an idea and I just sort of beat it up until I have something that really conveys the message that I'm trying that I'm trying to give in this case 365 quotes um, so you know that was the process and and it was it was a lot of late nights and um, um, you know finally finished so um, I, I know you you indicated that uh, I think we had a conversation before because I said these are such beautiful uh, quotes and I said are they original uh, because it had such meaning and I hadn't really seen them before and I think you had mentioned that you you kind of put it together using your creativity and you even validated right you I think you had mentioned that in our conversation before about that, how you validate your quotes. You kind of look it up maybe through uh, biblical references or spiritual references to kind of to validate uh, uh, your, your, your words that you're uh, creating to inspire us. Yeah, I did, Jean. Um, so I would write the quote and based on the gist of the or the main underlying message that I was trying to convey, uh, I would seek a a verse in the in the Holy Bible that would go along with it. And because I wanted to not only give my daughter my words, which are from a frail uh, a human uh, with with um, the frailties of being human, and I wanted to also give her words from uh, the divine creator of of us um, through the Holy Bible. So, 
it's sort of a Bible verse a day with a an original daily ponderance that mm-hmm. they go they sort of go together. I think what's so beautiful is that you're using your life experiences and your wisdom and pulling this all together. And, you know, a lot of times maybe children don't want us to give them advice or tell them what to do, but you've done it in such a beautiful way to let her ponder. But it's really based on perhaps some life experiences that you've kind of mulled over and put together so eloquently in these quotes. I just think it's so beautiful. Well, thank you, Gina. There are many uh, quotes or ponderances in there that are based on some of my life experiences. And they're also based on coming out of those experiences, ways and things that I believe we can do as as people that that can help us overcome uh, obstacles and challenges that we've had. And I tried to convey to, to my daughter, to May, that we have the power to do that. Don't let anyone or anything else take that power from you, because the power to live a, a successful and plentiful life lies within each of us. Mm-hmm. We have to take that responsibility. And I wanted to, to share that with her and, and let her know that that's how I felt. Wow, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. And that te- that gives it a light touch, the fact that you put it together again so eloquently. And, you know, she can really digest this without you telling her, look, I've had that experience before. You know, I don't want you to go that path, you know, and then it creates, you know, a lot of anguish. So the way you've done it lovingly uh, in these uh, quotes, daily ponderances is, is I, I, again, I think is so beautiful. What does a life of truth and love look like to you? I think I ran across one of your quotes that said, a life of truth is built by seeking knowledge, which brings understanding, which brings perspective, which brings love to truth. Beautiful. Can you expound on that? Yeah, Jean. Uh, I, I believe that 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 truth is ultimately the the fuel of learning about ourselves and when we're being truthful with ourselves that is that is uh, how we grow as people and that is how we can become people that that want to help others and that we can pass along things uh, to others along their way based on our experiences yes and I think the truth of life doesn't change you know we are love and if we operate from love, it will really change our lives. And your book with these expressions of love can really motivate people to make desired changes that they would like to make using this light touch as a resource. <laughs> you know, on, uh, on our show, we talk a lot about worthiness. And a lot of people just don't feel like they're good enough or or worthy, or always think they have to measure up. And of course, society kind of keeps, you know, us moving in that direction of doing more, striving for more, and you feel like you, you, it's never ending. So this issue about worthiness, people feeling worthy, or worthy of love, or, or being good enough, you have a quote that says, if you just dismiss those in society that many feel unworthy, there is a good chance you're missing an answer to a prayer. 
I thought that was beautiful. Can you just share with us uh, what you meant by that? Sure, Jean. Um, that particular ponderance is one of my favorites and, and possibly could be modified to read an answer to two prayers because when we, when we accept and help those that many in society deem unworthy for whatever reason, the, the response is an answer to a prayer f- to yourself as well as the individual that you're showing love to. And that, that is really the meaning of, of, of that particular ponderance is that by being truthful to yourself and showing love to others, regardless of their situation, um, is really the answer. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And, you know, we're, we judge a lot. Uh, people judge other people, we judge ourselves, and, you know, that's all wrapped up into a lot of negativity, and it can be detrimental to us all. So, uh, I think judgment is tied a lot to people not feeling worthy, you know, and you feel like you're constantly trying to measure up even for ourselves individually. And I know I've struggled with that concept of worthiness and trying to, you know, be perfect and (laughs) overdue and overgive and you you know you wear yourself out because of your own feelings of unworthiness and continuously trying to you know measure up so I think that this quote is really good for ourselves as well as uh, our relationship with other people so that's that's profound I love that and and uh, you know I also ran across something about compassion and it said that we're really uh losing our humanity as a result of using a lot of technology. You know, a lot of the relationships are suffering and that we're becoming less compassionate and less empathic uh, because, you know, we're texting and doing a lot of things. And and technology, don't get me wrong, it's beautiful, but I think we have to find a balance in that. Uh, So what do you think about that in terms of just being more compassionate and empathic for ourselves as well as uh, uh, in terms of our relationship with others? Well, uh, compassion and technology are are sort of two diametrically (laughs) opposed concepts because (laughs) it's difficult to be compassionate via a text. Compassion is something that we touch people, we share our love with people, and it's very difficult in this world that we live in where everything is uh, is a tweet or it's a post on Facebook, and we only see your, your comment earlier about our judging ourselves. In this high-tech world that we live in, we see everyone's best moments, typically, and that creates additional pressure on ourselves to, quote, live up to what everyone else is doing, and it and it can uh, make us feel belittled or, or not as accomplished as others. But in terms of compassion, I think it's important that we, that we get back to interacting one-on-one individually with people, with words rather than text. A smiley face emoji is nowhere mm-hmm. near as powerful yeah. as a hug. That is so right. That's so true. That is so true. So... I think that's a good reminder, and your book is a good reminder of that because, you know, losing our humanity through lack of being compassionate and empathic 
you know, I think we di- we get disconnected from ourselves and, and our uh, connections with others. So that's a profound point. There's another quote about humility, and I, I really uh, am diving into this whole concept of humility. Uh, I love the work of Henry Drummond, and he uh, used humility as one of the ingredients in the spectrum of love. And um, you had a quote that indicated the humility of accomplishment gives pride a place to flourish without the need to worry if you're dressed appropriately. I thought that had a little humor, but can you expound on that and your whole concept about humility and why it, it's important? Well, uh, being humble is, is, a, is a good quality. I, I think humility fuels improvement a desire to make yourself better. And most people don't like people that are not humble, that are boastful, um, even when there's reason to be uh, for whatever accomplishment. Um, But humility gives the quote about uh, without being worried what what you're wearing is, is sort of, goes along with being humble, is that when you accomplish something, the most important thing to do is to um, think of it in terms of what you're providing to others, what you're serving others, rather than what it does for me. And so when, when, we, when we look at ourselves and, and, and we put ourselves above others and, and in, a, in a prideful situation, um, an abnormal prideful situation, I, I might say, um, we tend to alienate others. Yeah, and yeah. that is not the, that is not a compassionate uh, effort. Yeah, you know, this false sense of pride and arrogance, it, it's really a turnoff <laughs> to me in, in relationships that people calling themselves up or trying to, you know, pretend to be better than someone else. And, you know, sometimes people really can't see themselves, <laughs> and uh, you know, it's it's really a disservice to them and a disservice to others because you can't grow if you're not humble, and you're not listening, nor are you connecting to others if you think you have all the answers and you're so perfect or you're so right. Uh, so it it can be uh, detrimental, and people get caught up in that sense of false pride and, and arrogance. And I uh, remember a quote by Lao Tzu that says, uh, the sage puts himself last and becomes first. (laughs) Indeed. (laughs) Isn't that interesting? Indeed. Humility has, you know, a gentle touch to it. And, and, you know, I'm going to delve more into that. I think we have a segment more about humility because I think we have a lot to learn about that. What about living a fulfilling life? What's your take on that? What makes a life fulfilling? And I know we may not have time to finish it in this segment, but, and we'll come back to it, but what do you think are good ingredients for living a fulfilling life? Well, to me, a fulfilling life is, is a life of service. Um, I, there's a quote in the book um, about, I've, I've never remained happy over something I've bought and I've never remained sad over something I sold. Mm. And the, 
the theory there is that things that we acquire throughout life do not provide a fulfilling life. They provide a a peak at 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 happiness. They provide a sliver of of joy, but that fades. And the thing that that to me to define a fulfilling life is one in which you give of yourself, you help others, and you try to live a life as as found in in to me as a christian in the in the bible and that's that's loving others uh loving god and loving others um as yourself how did you get to that point in your life to really be you know to put this together to i mean obviously something had to happen deep inside yourself to just you know, motivate just life experiences, I guess, in general, <laughs> you know, because I think as we get older and get more wisdom, we want to grow and we start looking at what's really important. I know for myself, uh, uh, you know, just setting priorities on what really matters, what's important. And my definition has changed through the course of my life, uh, you know, starting out as a, a professor and uh, uh, going to school and getting an education and trying to follow the rules of society. And, you know, there came a time when I said, wow, you know, is this something's not, I always felt something was missing, like it was more to it than that. You know, I wanted to have more a sense of fulfillment and uh, following the rules of society, so to speak, uh, you know, follow this path, you get your education, you do these things, and this is what success is. And when I kind of went through that phase and got to that point, I'm like, wait a minute, it has to be more, you know, than this. And it put me on the path for searching. I've always been a seeker of truth and looking for what's more to life, what can really fulfill me. And one thing that you mentioned was this life of service, which is very important to serve, uh, to keep your heart open, to help people. Because for me, I think you can't help others without helping yourself. Mm. Yeah. uh, You know, Gene, uh, I would be less than truthful if I didn't say that at times in my life, I have uh, chased uh, material things and and been through similar to what you described as your own journey. Uh, and I learned uh, that the things, those things pass away. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they, sure. they, they rob you, in my opinion. And that's not to say that things are bad. I'm just of saying course. that things, things can, they rob, they can rob you of yourself, of who you are. Okay. You become right. them. Mm-hmm. And, We'll We'll stop here now. We're going to come right back. We've got to take a quick commercial break, uh, and we'll come back with that discussion because this is powerful. So we'll we'll be right back. Don't go away. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Celebrate the launching of Dr. Jean Marie Farish's new book, Living in the Spirit of Love, to guide you in strengthening and embodying the practice of love in your daily life. 
Connect with us on Facebook and join our Lover's Lane Feel Good Now community and tune in to the Love Cocktail Minute. Relax, refresh, renew for support and daily inspiration. Life Care Wellness Pep for Angels, Inc. is a nonprofit organization to enrich lives and serve our community with emphasis on serving children who are hospitalized. Join Dr. Jean-Marie Farish and Vicki Winterton in their global mission to donate My Joy Journal for Children in English and Spanish to as many children as possible. Order directly from Amazon.com and donate to children in your communities. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Feel free to connect with our program through email or check out our links on Facebook. Reach Jean at Jean72Farish at Yahoo.com. That's Jean72Farish at Yahoo.com. And now, back to Love Light. Welcome back to our show, Love Light, with host Dr. Jean Marie Farish. If you're just joining us, we're with our amazing guest author, Ken Slay, the author of Daily Ponderances. And Ken, uh, before we left, we were ta- uh, before we uh, left for a break, we were talking about a fulfilling life, living a fulfilling life, because I think a lot of people are striving for that. And as you indicated, you know, getting things or doing a lot, they're fleeting. Happiness has these fleeting moments once we think we've achieved certain things that we're expected to achieve. And we have these fleeting moments of of success and happiness, and then we move on looking for the next thing. So it's like we're constantly searching with no rest. And you had a quote in your book. You have a quote in your book. A main ingredient in the recipe to living a happy and fulfilling life is a daily dose of deciding that you will. Simply put, can you elaborate on that? <laughs> yes, uh, I, I can, and I like the I like the word recipe in that particular quote because living a fulfilling life is not something that is unattainable. It's not something that you can't do, and there there is a way to do that. And in in that particular quote. What I was I'm trying to to convey is that the that you first must believe and feel and commit yourself to doing that. If we spend our day talking about how bad things are, how how 
negative my position is, then it's going to be very difficult to have a positive outlook. So Mm -hmm. basically that that particular uh, quote says, believe and Mm -hmm. and and it will happen. Mm hmm. And um, your excerpt at the beginning of your book, The Power of Words, because if we talk negative, we're going to think negative, we're going to feel negative, and the whole result, we're going to attract more negativity. So, you know, I know for myself, I, I really started carefully watching what I say or how I'm thinking. And I know for me, I have to be alert. It's almost like every moment. And I have to catch myself, you know, okay, don't think that, don't think that, don't say that. Let's move to something positive because I don't want that grounded in my spirit. And then I'm feeling bad. So you're, uh, I I just love that powerful uh, uh, beginning opening in your book about the power of words because, you know, they can make us feel good or make us feel bad. And we decide, okay, do I want to use these words and feel bad or complain or judge or whatever because I'm bringing that back onto myself? Or do I want to think more positively and use more positive phrases? Because, you know, we have to really, I think, train ourselves. Wouldn't you agree? Great point. Uh, it, it, it requires practice. It, 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 to some degree, is a skill, just mm-hmm. like learning the violin requires practice. It's something that uh, you, have to, you have to do and, and commit to. You know, a violin, a, a, a world-class violinist did not become that way overnight. They had to practice. And uh, I would submit that uh, having a positive attitude and dealing with things positively is very similar to that. Mm-hmm. How do you deal with people who come around you and are negative and complaining? Here you are, you know, positive <laughs> thoughts and trying to stay, you know, ahead of these thoughts and keep yourself positive. What? How, how do you respond when people come to you complaining and being really negative? What's your approach to help us out here? <laughs> well, um, if you if you picture putting your your palm up and and in front of them and I'm not suggesting that we mm-hmm. do that but we take the approach of we're going to raise our hand and say I'm not receiving it yeah I'm 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 not allowing you to control me exactly. that is essentially what we do when we allow external things people uh events uh that that dictate what we do. We're allowing something to have control of us. And we just simply practice that we're not receiving it. You go back inward and you you refocus on 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 the thing that you know to be true within yourself and stay positive. And, and I think I know for myself, I, I try to do it lovingly. You know, I don't, you know, like, oh, well, you know, get out of my face. I don't want you coming here with this. I try to do it lovingly to really uh, can train people I interact with so they'll know that, okay, I can't go to her with that. Uh, I know when I was uh, in my earlier career in higher education and, you know, sometimes people would come by my office and they would kind of want to gossip or talk. And I. I said, you know, I I, I refrain from that and I would kind of say, well, you know, that person is having a good time. I mean, a hard time. But what if you were that person 
And they would kind of stop and think, and they'd stop coming by my office <laughs> because <laughs> because it's like, okay, she's not going to buy into gossip and a lot of negativity. So what I try to do is gently and lovingly turn people in the other direction. Does, does that make sense to you? <laughs> it does, and, and that is a skill that, um, uh, unfortunately, that's not something I'm really great at. I, mm-hmm. You know, I'm more of the, I'm going to put my hand up now. That's something that I, I would suggest visualizing, mm-hmm. that, you know, we all need learning prompts to help us uh, get something to become a habit, and mm-hmm. it's that visualization of a hand going up and saying, yeah. I'm not going to. I'm not going to see that. I'm not going to accept it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, what you're suggesting is is the way to handle those kinds of things, uh, Gene. And, and likewise, I'm sure that becomes uh, better and more natural to you uh, with practice as you do that. Yeah, and I think this whole thing about spiritual practice, for me, it's like, okay, uh, what do I do when I'm confronted with that? What do I do when I'm judging myself? What approach should I take? And then I do my whole stop, uh, thought-stopping approach, uh, put on the brakes, seeing myself literally put on the brakes. I'm not going there with that thought. Or Perfect, if I have yes. a, a negative interaction and it's like, okay, don't take that in. And of course, sometimes it may not be about you. Let's say someone come to you and approach you being negative, right? And I say, well, maybe something happened to them because, first of all, I've not done anything to that person. I gave them no reason to be negative or whatever. And I said, well, maybe they're just having a bad day and I'm not going to take it in uh, as my my problem. I just try to, you know, lovingly bless them and hope that they, you know, move forward with whatever they're dealing with. But I don't I. I think for me now, I try not to take things personally because you don't know what's going on in the life of other people. That's very true. Um, our 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 spirit, our emotions, they are they they thrive on food. They need food just like our bodies. And when we allow negative things to enter, we are feeding a negative spirit. Yeah. And anything that we can do and visualize in those uh, scenarios to help us avoid that or to deal with it and to refocus on positive is a good thing. You know, and I think what you, what we were saying is that each person has to come up with their own approach. Like you do the kind of visualization of the hand stopping. <laughs> uh, and, and that's kind of like your approach of kind of visually backing off or, or, or putting a stop to it. And I think we have to come up with our own approach because we're confronted with so many interactions on a daily basis. And sometimes you come home feeling bad. Oh, well, that person act this way or said this. And, you know, it really wasn't about you at all. So I think we have to, you know, send them love and be lovingly kind to them because you don't know what's going on. But then give ourselves some space and step back, you know, from that particular situation. Yes, but, very but, true. That's but right. put them in the light and put yourself in the light as well. Amen. Yes. Well, Ken, what are your thoughts about fear? You know, fear is a powerful motivator. And um, I know you had a quote, the sharp pain of confronting a fear is always less than the constant pain of living with it because we're motivated by fear of love and uh, you know people are motivated by fear how do you how do you how do we reconcile that 
Well, fear is is one of the most damaging emotions or feelings, um, and um, you 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 have to know that that fear is is a liar. And and in my own life, um, this is some this is one of the quotes that that I've lived out personally. Uh, um, and, and I can certainly attest that when we fear things, it controls us. I don't think anybody, any of us, anyone listening to this program enjoys the thought of being controlled by something. And that is at its core what a fear can do. It can prevent us from being successful. It can prevent us from being loving. It can tear apart families. It can cost people jobs. It can cost relationships. And we have to, and oftentimes I've found, and I guess the, the main point of the ponderance there is that confronting the fear that you have is, is most often less painful than dealing with the fear itself. Yes, that is so true. That is so true. And uh, Kim, you had a final quote, love builds invisible bridges and uh, while hate Bill's Invisible Walls. I thought that was a nice quote for us to close out on. Uh, uh, what do you? What are some thoughts about that in terms of uh, uh, love? Since our show is really love-like. Yeah, there's there's something about love between uh, people, whether that be a father and a son, mm-hmm. that 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 gives us strength and hope. And uh, drives us, helps us carry on, and gives us confidence. Mm-hmm. While hate okay. is something that uh, is is completely contrary to to that. It it builds walls. It it prevents us from accomplishing things. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you know the 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 love being an invisible thing. It's okay. just as I described with our. With you know the father daughter, mm-hmm. it's just something there that we know it's there, and we can rely on it and have confidence in it. Well, that is so powerful, Kim. Congratulations on your book, and thank you so much for joining us today on our day and sharing your book, Daily Ponderances. Uh, so, thank you so much. Thank you, Jean. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Well, today we've been really inspired and encouraged with this powerful and memorable book of daily messages filled with positive vibes to keep our love light shining. Get a copy of Ken's book. Take advantage of the power of love through Ken's book, Daily Ponderances. Tune in next week for Building Resilience Through Self-Love with guest Mina Menendez. Now, remember to write in your Love Light Reflection Journal, send me your insights and results of your Love Light exercise, email it to me, um, gene72farish at yahoo.com. I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks to Voice America team for all they do to make our shows a reality. And remember, an empowered self is a loving self and keep your love light shining. Thank you for listening to Love Light this week. Be sure to join Dr. Jean Marie Farish again for another program next Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a wonderful week. 
filled with love, self-worth, and better connections. 